Yo, it's good, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Catch This Podcast, episode two of Sundays for Men. I am your host, Chris, back with another intro. And I know, I know, I said we would chill on the intros, but here we are. We were having a little bit of an issue with leveling this week as it relates to my voice and Gio's voice. Uh, we rectified it before the episode was finished, but we decided to push this content out anyway because it's it's what the people need. It's what the people deserve, right? Um, this episode also serves as a precursor for what's going to be happening with Sundays for Men moving forward in the coming weeks. And you guys don't want to miss that. So without further ado, here is episode two of Sundays for Men. We will catch you guys on Tuesday. Peace. So catch this. Y'all was good. Welcome to the Catch This Podcast. I am your host, Chris Jackson. Today is Sunday, June 7th. So you already know the vibes. It is Sundays for Men. Across from me is Gio. Yes, sir. On the board. Say what's up to the people. Good fella. Good. What's good? Good people. You yeah. know what's your boy, Gio. We here. Yes, yeah, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. No board. No board on Sundays. We try not to use the board and the, the <laughs> golf clap and everything because these are supposed to be the more serious episodes. Um, but we are back. It is a heavier Sunday again. We're not going to be too deep into the heavy stuff. Not today. Not today. Gio and I had a very real conversation about wanting to be a little lighter. <laughs> last <laughs> last episode was a bit heavy. Yeah. So we are going to try to talk about some manhood stuff on a, again, on a lighter level this week. This week will also be a trailer for what we got cooking for him, Gio. We got it cooking, you know what I'm saying? We got it. We, we got we, it real cooking. We got stuff coming for y'all. We got <laughs> stuff coming for y'all. We'll talk about that towards the end of the episode, but uh, this will be a precursor yeah. before that. So today we are going to be talking about vulnerability vulnerability how we as men are vulnerable um in different times of turmoil in terms of things that are happening in the world that we are not used to uh if you look outside you can understand what we mean by that and temple university geo's alma mater my soon-to-be alma mater uh, has made some statements on those issues so we want to get right into it. We don't want this episode to be too long for you guys because, again, it is a bit of a precursor to what we have coming. So I am going to read Gio the tweets. Mm-hmm. I know you are familiar with the tweets. Yeah. And so this is on the subject of race and free speech, ladies and gentlemen, race and free speech. So this is on Twitter again, Temple University. An earlier tweet that discussed discipline in cases of offensive speech should have been more clear. Temple reflects the First Amendment rights of all. I think all should have been in caps right there, but (laughs) all, including those that express unpopular and even hateful speech that is anti-ethical to the university's mission. Temple's conduct code is in accord with the First Amendment and students are not disciplined solely for speech unless circumstances indicate there is a violation under the code. The conduct code is as follows, and then it goes on in there. So that was on June 5th. And then they, excuse me, excuse me, doubled down after saying that recognizing everyone's First Amendment right does not mean that Temple tolerates racism. 
We hear you. And each report of possible misconduct is followed up on by the university, whatever that means. Thank you for making your voices heard and doing your part to bring about real change, period. Now, Gio, as you know, <clears throat> excuse me, some of you all may know or may not know that I work for IDEAL mm -hmm. on Temple's campus. IDEAL is the Institute of Diversity, Equity, Equity, Advocacy, Leadership, and I said it right. I, uh, Institute of Diversity, Equity, Advocacy, and Leadership. Yes. Mm -hmm. So I got, got it. it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a long, 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 long title. See, they and, cover a lot of bases in there. You know, I don't know why it is so long, but that is the title. So I work for the office. Uh, I have been a secretary of sorts, like a front desk person. I've been a front desk person, and now I have been a diversity peer for two years running. The diversity peers are the arms and legs of the director of student engagement. Uh, we are an embodiment of him. Everything that he feels and says on any level of diversity, we as students get to not only talk about, but can also facilitate for faculty and students on campus. So Gio, I know a little bit of what I'm talking about mm -hmm. as it relates to diversity and inclusion work. That being said, Temple just retweeted <laughs> the town hall that we held on Tuesday, the Office of Institutional Diversity just held basically a town hall on Tuesday called Envisioning Racial Justice. We not only held that on Tuesday, but then we held on Thursday the civil unrest about things that are happening in Philadelphia. We did a self-care in times of racial trauma. We just held both of those things on Tuesday and Thursday, respectively. Temple made statements. They retweeted about how they are on board in times of conflict as it relates to race and racial justice. And then they doubled down, Gio, yesterday, saying that the First Amendment right as a person offers free speech. And even if it is racist, we can rock with that. This money talks, bro. <laughs> we may I, discipline them, they're saying. Listen. But we can rock. <laughs> Listen, Maybe, man. whatever discipline Listen, so I think they sent that statement out in reaction to because Twitter kind of took off. Where if you say anything racist, you will they will find out. Twitter, right. Twitter right. police is like, right. listen, they need to hire these people, man, because they work fast. <laughs> but they do, they, no, they work fast. <laughs> but Temple, I, I don't know what, like, how do you come out a few, you do as you as you mentioned, they did all this, all this training, diversity, this crisis management in response to like racial trauma, as you said, I hope I got it right, or similar to that. And then a few days later, you come out and you say such a statement during such a time where racial tensions are severely high. Right, right. And that's your response? Like a lot of people, because I think the main response came from a lot of people found out about this famous TikToker. Yeah, tell me, tell me more about that. So I don't, I, I don't really know. I, I, I don't have TikTok. I, I don't I'm have not, it as I'm well. not connected. So we're, we're not connected at all. <laughs> I guess I'm old. We're, we're not connected. <laughs> not to TikTok. at all. Man. I, man, they were talking about the Chinese be stealing secrets Listen, about your data. I just nah. I'm I just cool. wasn't. A, I'm not like. For people that know me, I don't really post myself, post myself a lot on social media. So I'm not going to be on TikTok really making videos. social media. You know yeah. I mean? So it's going to be hard for us. But right. right. But what, from what we've heard, from what this we've is all what I've heard, research. seen on Twitter, people right. have talked about. Right. This guy is famous. He's coming to Temple in the fall. 
he apparently said some racist stuff. Is he famous for being racist or is he just famous for like No, I don't think TikToking. he uh, for TikTok and not for being what racist. What is it? What is a what is a TikTok? So you post videos and they're dancing. It's like Vine? Stealing. It's kind of like Vine. So they basically ripped off Vine and called it TikTok. This I I've seen TikTok, uh-huh. but I don't why call it that? That's a good question. What is a fucking TikTok? What do you talk with the tick? <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. But so the guy's coming. Please yeah, continue. he's coming. And TikTok is a platform now where it's very popular. So because of the dancing, because of the dancing, so because he dances. Of, he, as I, Chris, <laughs> I wish I dance? knew what he does, bro. <laughs> like I honestly <laughs> wish I knew. It. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just asking. Like, what is he doing? But this guy though, so he's coming in. A lot of people found out what he said 2017 and they reported to Temple. A lot of retweets, a lot of emails, etc. They did their their part in terms of that. Mm-hmm. So what I'm gathering from all this, I'm guessing, and I hope I'm wrong, but I'm guessing that's their response to all the racist stuff they've gotten about him because they got... The, I don't know. Well, actually, no. They didn't get him, but the other guy from L Sports Update, who I unfortunately had to work with before, <laughs> uh-huh. he... L Sports dealt with him. Like, he he was a producer there, and that's a very important job there. And he lost all of that. Okay. So, they did that on a discipl- disciplinary level. I don't gotcha. know what Temple did to him, because I haven't gotcha. heard anything about him. No, now, is he... Now, is the guy with the TikTok mm-hmm. guy, is he a... Is he's, he an incoming freshman? He's, or gonna, he he's an incoming freshman. Okay, I got you. I got you. Right. So the producer guy, the producer, he's already, he's gonna. I don't even know. I think it, doesn't it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's here. Okay, yeah, I got you. Here. I got you. Okay, now I'm following. So okay, they did that, but now you have like Temple has a chance to correct what could what he could potentially do here right. before he even gets here. Right. Because why would you want to have an environment that supports his kind of thinking, his ideologies, and it makes it okay? For you to do it without any repercussions, right? So let me so let me pause you there, mm-hmm. and then bring it back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. So how? Okay, so we have that incident. Yeah, with the student with the Owl Sports update mm-hmm. losing that platform, yeah. losing the ability to produce. Now we have a situation where we have an incoming freshman mm-hmm. white male to be able to. He, I guess things happened in 2017 or whatever. Yeah. and I've been seeing other. I think it was three other students. One was a girl that's an incoming freshman mm-hmm. where she was talking about some stuff. Hey, it, none of this matters. Bringing, uh, not to say that it doesn't matter about the students, but bringing it, tying it back, I'm yeah. sorry, to Sundays for Men. How do you, and I will answer in, re- in response, uh-huh. how do you feel on a vulnerable level as an alumna, as a black man living right now in the times? Mm-hmm. And that's why I was saying, I, I don't want to keep going back to the situation at hand, but I would like to address your vulnerability mm-hmm. in times of turmoil, in times of, yeah. in, in terms of societal turmoil, right? We, I would like to assume that most people can agree that mm-hmm. the world as it stands right now is a, in a little bit of unrest. Yeah. So in that, so let's say turmoil is a little bit of a stretch. Let's say mm-hmm. that's level 10. If we are in unrest as yeah. a society, uh-huh. how do you feel in your vulnerability as a black man, a man of color, a Temple University alumna, 
with what's going on, with what's going on, with having incoming freshmen with hate speech, with wanting to express themselves and having ideas that are very different than maybe we think or maybe we agree with. How does that make you feel on a vulnerable level, Tanya Pat? So for me, like, obviously, I'm not going to be on campus come fall. I graduated. I'm right, out of here. Right. But thank you. But at the end of the day, I'm still going to be connected here. Like, I still have friends that are students here. Like, I, I love the city. I love Temple. I like the end. I like how it was for me here. Right. I had a I had a good time here, but now that I'm done and I'm leaving, and I see that they is they're at risk right now of creating this culture at Temple, where you can come in and regardless of whatever you're seeing, you're you're given that platform to do it. It's kind of encouraged in a sense. I fear for the people I'm leaving behind that are gonna have to deal mm, with that mm, mm-hmm. because I, there could be any instance like they're in the sack. And somebody just pulls up on them. Maybe they're not threatening them, but they're saying stuff that is is wrong. Right. Is wrong. Right. But because Temple has that stance on it where, hey, I guess he ain't beat you up, so he good. He or he didn't physically harm you. He didn't physically harm you, so, physically so, harm so, you, so what, he good. So what that means for the, the listeners, the code of what Gio means by that is the code of conduct expressly stated that though they don't have an aspect of hate speech as it relates to race or gender, or LGBT, that it, you, it, nothing about racism as it relates to speech is inside mm-hmm. of the code of conduct. Geo is referring to the fact that the code of conduct does say, however, if you provide physical harm to a student, then that would lead to a disciplinary action. Speech, unfortunately, does not. And that is what the tweet was expressing. Mm-hmm. Twitter tried to double down i think not even double down but definitely backtrack they tried to backtrack on the response about well because we don't have a portion of our code of conduct as it relates to students that doesn't mean that as the university we support racism and or hate speech well you guys don't have anything in the code of conduct that says otherwise Mm -hmm. so how do you handle it geo to respond to you i understand that level of Fear mm-hmm. as a person who is being left behind. Um, <laughs> I'm, you know, graduating soon. Uh, but as a person who will be on campus in the fall, mm-hmm. the fear, I think, for me is exacerbated. So, so let me say, as a person who is expressing themselves vulnerably, I am very nervous mm-hmm. about the fall and racial tension for a university that supposedly prides itself on its diversity especially where it is located in northern philadelphia North Philly. all those who don't know who are listeners north philly is blackity black black like chris rock said it's yeah. blackity mm-hmm. black black if i know that my university is in that community and i want to support my community as the university how do i support the community as a university if i'm inviting students who are very clear on their ideology as it relates to the people that live in the community. And that's the thing. Like, they got to realize, as you said, we're in North Philadelphia. We all know how North Philadelphia is. We all know how it operates. Now, you're going to bring these kind of kids into a community where they're going to feel like, oh, I see the the, the locals, as they call them. And you're going to talk to them any types of way. 
and all that. And that's the culture that I'm scared of that Temple is going to create. That when they walk I mean, it's been campus, created already. I mean, yeah, it is. Let's be real. It I'm is. Not, you, but but be real. not create, but they're adding like fuel to it now. They're basically mm-hmm. saying, listen, man, mm-hmm. we got you. Do whatever you want as long as you're not assaulting anybody. But my thing is, it shouldn't have to get that far for it to be serious. I, I'm pretty sure you've heard of this saying, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Words mm-hmm. hurt. Mm-hmm. Word, words definitely hurt. They and I would be upset. As a student, if I'm in the sack and somebody pulls up and call me N-word, bro. Or in in any situation, and I and I guess that's the that's the portion uh-huh. of vulnerability that we need to express more as men of color. It is not a soft thing. It is no. not a what people say like a female thing mm-hmm. or like a pussy thing. Yeah. Like it's it's not any of that. We are let me let me say this. I am genuinely concerned as a person of color in my own levels of vulnerability and expressing that concern mm-hmm. for a university that says one thing and then does something different. Yeah. So let me so let me start there, right? That my vulnerability as a person of color is reliant on a person having words match the action. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that is the baseline yeah. and foundation of the thing. So if now I, as a student, and then thinking about students incoming, thinking about law school students, Mm -hmm. thinking about graduate school students in other departments and schools on campus, main campus. If I'm on main campus, I now am, let's take vulnerable a step further. I now am vulnerable to having any and everything happen to me in any circumstance as it relates to having students like that on campus. Yes. It's not like it's a covert thing that you don't know as a university. You all are saying as a university, hey, bruh, if the check passes and clears, I'm cool with y'all expressing whatever y'all express in your First Amendment right. Granted, Temple, I'm, I'm with you. I, on a capitalistic theory perspective, I understand how you guys Oh, yeah, that. I definitely do. But when you take it a step further... Again, what does that mean for the environment Mm -hmm. and the community that is now vulnerable to those people you're bringing on campus? What if something happens to a person in the community? What if something happens to a student of color? What if a student of color assaults the other student that's not? That's what I... And we already know what's going to happen if that happens. Then what, Uh Temple? Then what? Then then now, Temple is vulnerable, right? For a lawsuit. (laughs) 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 Now... Right now, mm-hmm. we are in a situation where Temple, as a university, is setting themselves up, unfortunately, for levels of failure. Mm-hmm. Because what do you tell the student and the family? What do you tell the student and the family? Well, we respect the First Amendment right, but y'all can't be racist? You can't tell them that. That's, tell a, them that's that. a good point, bro, because like you're going to have to talk about it at some point and what is going to be the oh well is their first amendment right to be racist that's you not your first amendment you right you can't tell you can't tell students of color you, and th- this is the the quandary uh-huh. for not taking a stand because even in temple statement they're not really taking a stand they're more so saying hey it's your first amendment right to protest it's mm-hmm. your first amendment right to have ideals and ideology that we as a university don't even agree with. That's what they say. We as a university don't agree with it, but it's your first amendment right to express yourself in that way. 
Temple now sets itself up for failure because if an incident happened that is racially charged, then you guys don't have mm -hmm. a stance, right? Then you guys don't have a stance on one way or the next to make a real decision as relates to the situation. You, they don't have the ability to. If something happens in favor of the person whose ideology the university doesn't agree with, if something happens to that person, then Temple has to take the stance of, well, they're a student. If something happens to the student of color, then Temple has to take the stance of, well, they're a student. But the community is going to put the pressure mm -hmm. on you if it's a student of color because of where you all are exactly. located. The community is going to put pressure. They're putting pressure on society now. I think they forget like the North Fleet community is not fully gentrified and there's still black people living around here because they're really acting like it's all well and dandy around here. Like some of the problems, and I hate to like talk about this, but like some of the problems around here, Temple contributed to them. You know what I'm saying? This, this is a hard truth. But, and I obviously they know they contributed to their problem and they should be trying to find ways to fix these problems. But now they're adding more problems. If you see what I'm saying? And that is going to be a very big problem because when when school opens for the fall, racial tensions are still going to be high because the system is not going to be fixed by August. So that's still going to be happening. And it's just going to be weird. It's going to be weird vibes all around because you're going to walk around fearful that somebody can attack you verbally and no repercussions. And, and so... I, you bring up a great point, Gio. It just dawned on me. So now as a man of color and as a student of color, I have to walk around in fear. Mm -hmm. That's what that means, right? Yeah. And, I, and I don't understand if people know the gravity of that statement in my own vulnerability, of which I do a great job expressing. I have no problem expressing my feelings. I've been in a myriad of situations that have helped me get to being able to express myself on a full level. And I'm blessed to be able to do that. I now have to, maybe not in fear, because you're as a black person, we are always taught to be vigilant. Mm -hmm. So so I'm always going to walk around vigilant. Yeah. But now, instead of dealing with that vigilance on a covert level with people who aren't of color, I now have to deal with it in a very real way. I now have to deal with it in a very very well seen if I know what this young person or people look like on campus mm -hmm. that spread those ideologies that I don't agree with or are going to facilitate it in a way that I don't agree with. I now, as a person of color and as a man of color, have to vulnerably, vulnerably open myself up as a student being on campus. Mm -hmm. I have to now worry I mean, and again because I, I don't want to give this person enough power i don't want to yeah. give these people power i'm just talking about my own vulnerability and as a matter of fact not as it relates to these people because again you guys let me tell you if you listen to the podcast you don't have that level of power against me or geo we are expressing our concerns mm -hmm. on a university level yeah so i'm not i'm not concerned with what those people are going to do i mean i, I am not in a major way. So I'm concerned on a, on a lower level. I'm concerned about what they're going to do. I, you know, you guys are going to do what you guys are going to do, your people. Mm -hmm. But I'm more so concerned, Gio, on how the university is going to handle it. So that's my vulnerability. Yeah. How are you all as a university that I pay, I, I pay mm -hmm. to come here, 
how are you all with my dollar going to solve a situation if something happens that is racially charged? How are you all going to uphold my First Amendment right, my First Amendment right of free speech as a student of color in a community mm -hmm. of color? That's what I'm concerned about in a vulnerable level. That's me being vulnerable right now. I'm concerned with how my university that I pay, that I'm soon to be an alumni, I'm soon to be an alumni. How am I going to have my First Amendment right of my own free speech upheld? How am I, I going to have I, my I safety upheld? I don't think they, they thought that far, bro, because if we're looking at what they said legally, we all know the legal system is. Because legally what they said, yeah, this year First Amendment right, but you got to realize, you have to realize that Lives are at risk. And the kind of culture, I mean, yes, I get it. It's your First Amendment, whatever, freedom of speech. So you know, one thing I believe, bro, I don't believe freedom of speech means you just say any old thing. Like, I feel like there should be some confines as to what you can say in certain levels. But that's what people on Twitter were saying is like, well, there has to be a repercussion yeah. to those ideas of free speech. You, you can't just say, and because there's certain things that's hurtful. There's certain things that, can trigger things in, in certain people. Like, you can't just tell me you can say whatever. There has to Gio, be. Gio, you mean like Mark Lamont Hill on oh, CNN? don't even get me started you on mean that. Like, you mean like that guy on CNN they, with, they, the, with they, the Semitic comments? Listen, you mean that guy? They called for his firing, You bro. You mean that guy that's a tenured professor at Temple? Uh -huh. You mean that guy? Like, it, they, they, so again, it, it, something, something, um, something pushes the university to say certain things. Mm-hmm. So, right, like, like the university takes a stand on certain, certain things because they definitely took a stance on Mark Lamont Hill oh, yeah. on CNN. Oh, they yeah. definitely oh, yeah. took a stand. They definitely on that. did. But now, when it comes to this tomfoolery, mm -hmm. it's oh well, you know, it's your first, first it's your first amendment right, guys. Freedom of speech. Say whatever you want. <laughs> just don't hit him. If you hit him, we don't know what we're gonna do. But just don't hope it gets that far. Yeah, yeah guys, that's that's what we do, guys. Bro. I just, I, I just, Temple, you guys just retweeted <laughs> the stuff about ideal. You guys just did that. You guys just released a statement. There's a student athlete, not going to release his name, not going to put him out there. I mean, he put himself out there on, on Twitter, so I could, but I, I like the anonym, anonymity. Mm -hmm. I like for people to remain anonymous. He just said on Twitter, as a, as a scholarship D1 student athlete, I am disappointed in the university stance, but I shouldn't be surprised. Tough day to be a Temple Owl. Wow. That's a powerful statement. Like, That's a powerful statement. You guys statement. just made the statements. You guys just made the Temple. You just made... Now, I have to come in on my own platform on Sundays for Men and talk to Gio mm -hmm. about how we feel vulnerably as it relates to me being a current student and him being a former one. It's not because I'm a former student doesn't mean I don't... As I said earlier, I do care, like... I'm concerned. I'm concerned that there's going to be a culture shift and it's going to really affect the black students, uh, people of color, the, the, those who identify as people as color students. It's going to be a, it's going to be hard and it's very unfair that the university is supporting it at such a high level that they even went back on social media, doubled down on it. Double double down. I, I don't care what Double Temple's down. PR department is going to take the weekend to think about because uh -uh. they're, they're thinking about it. Right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I, so I don't care what Temple 
Temple's they PR can't department is going to think about this week. They can't fix it, on. bro. You have now told every student of color, faculty of color, my office and ideal, every LGBTQIA+. I said the whole damn thing. Every person in that community, mm-hmm. every person that does not identify with the ideology of what is being spewed by those certain groups of students. You now have told us that, amen, as long as y'all come and bring the almighty dollar, we cool. We cool with that. We're, We're cool, cool with that. If y'all checks cash, it is your first amendment right to say whatever you like as long as your checks clear. I don't think they re- like, I don't think they realize that them saying that, like, you know, they say they're a diversity university. The only thing that's going to happen is that they're going to be diversely racist now. And who? Temple, temple, <laughs> temple. I I want to. I want to 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 pull the wool or to pull to pull the wool from the eyes of people who may become students here or who are students here and don't really know any better because maybe their major may look diverse and mm-hmm. they don't really know the reality of the situation. Let me express to you, Gio, as a person who works in ideal, Temple is not diverse. At all, I'm, I'm tired oh, of this narrative. Oh, I'm know. tired of this narrative. That is going around with this university. Temple is not diverse. Temple is in a diverse community and they market it as such because mm-hmm. of where Temple is located. located. Yep. Location, location, location. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Temple is not a diverse institution. They're only diverse when they say it or they put it on a poster. That's the only time Temple is diverse. I'm Anybody so that tired goes there of that narrative. I am so tired of that narrative. Is it more diverse than other schools? Yeah, I mean, maybe. you could say that. Maybe. Mm-hmm. maybe. Maybe. But is it a diverse institution? No. Let me be. Again, I'm saying in the mic, I can see my levels going higher. No, it is not. So I, we need to kind of destroy that misnomer. Mm -hmm. It just, it's completely ridiculous. And I was under that assumption, Gio, when I came here. So I now have to understand, well, not now, I have to understand. I do know and Mm -hmm. understand. And I've realized that over my last couple of years here. Temple is not a diverse institution. It is diversely located. That's one. Mm. Two, Temple University. How many times are you guys going to have incidents where you respond to students and people of color in your community telling them that they are less than? How many times are we going to continue doing this, guys? Enough is enough. How many times are we going to... Because let let me tell you. Let me tell you and be very honest and open on my platform. I will be protesting the university. I've already signed a petition Mm -hmm. with 5,000 signatures just about saying that the university needs to change the code of conduct. And I will be having a conversation with whether it be ideal or otherwise to say, what exactly are we doing here as students of color? What exactly are we doing here? What exactly are people doing here as alumna who give to the university mm-hmm. as former students of color? What exactly are we saying on a law school level, on a medical school level? Again, professional schools. What are we saying as students of color, faculty of color, people of color? What are we doing here? Temple, what are we doing here? That is me being vulnerable. What are we doing here? Because you are continuously have situations where you can do the right thing and then don't. It is not a situation where you can say one thing and then do one thing the next. 
I understand that that is a hard concept for you all to to rationalize or conceptualize, Mm -hmm. but you can't do it. People are going to continue to rival as students against you all as the university structure because the actions aren't matching the words. At all. At all. You're lying. Straight up lying. They're straight up lying to us. It is not hard, Gio. It's not hard. I I don't feel like the things that we are talking about are difficult to wrap our heads around. Mm -mm. You cannot please everybody as it relates to the things that are going on outside. I haven't seen Gio in days because we're on curfew with the things that are going on outside. Take a stand, Temple. Be vulnerable mm-hmm. and take a stand. Can't be in the middle. You gotta. There's two sides here. You gotta pick one. It's either you're with it or you're not. Don't try to be on the fence. It got to the point where you cannot be on the fence anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like that. That honeymoon period is over. It's time to take a stand, and you gotta stand up for for the people. A lot of people don't even realize, even though like there's not a lot of Black people, people of color here. When I was here, we did a lot, like a lot for Temple You're in right. itself. You're right. You're right. You know what I'm saying? Smooth has been organization of the year, what, twice, twice two times in a row. Like we did a lot in As terms of. As a charter member of Smooth mm-hmm. Geo, you were just on the e-board, yeah. and I'm a charter member. I helped bring that organization. I'm a charter member. We, like, we as a collective black people, or we did a lot for we. There was a point where, even before my time at Temple, where people talk, people thought, Temple's HBCU because of that impact that the black people here had. And they don't realize that a lot of people, even some of the white people come to Temple based on what they see, the black people post, the vibes they see on Instagram, on Snapchat, YouTube, all those other platforms. And you're going to want to put that group outside and basically open room for them to get verbally oppressed on campus. I've seen TSG, Temple Student Government, make statements. Mm -hmm. I've seen different organizations, not just of black color, but just of color in Mm -hmm. general. I've seen them make statements. Temple, you you guys are really going to have to make a decision in the coming months about what you guys want to do. Because a lot of people don't agree with their stance on these issues. You you guys are going to have to really make a decision about what you all want to be. And I say that as a man who through my own levels of growth, had to figure out who and what I want to be. My mother Mm -hmm. tells me every time I talk to her, Chris, who do you want to be? So now I take that wisdom temple and say to you, who do you all want to be? Listeners, who do you all want to be? Who do you want to be? Every time you make a decision, doesn't have to be about the things related to outside. It could be anything in your life. Who do you all Mm -hmm. want to be? That will literally help you in life. If you can figure that question out each time you make a decision, life will somewhat be easier for you because in that you, you'll know if you're trying to be mature or not. Like in all, every decision you make, there's always a reaction to it. Every action has a reaction. For every cause, there's an effect. Mm-hmm. For every single thing that you do. And so I think that's a perfect segue going into what we're going to be talking about for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, we, we got something in store for you guys. Man. We, we're out here working, man. We're working. I'm, in the, really I'm going hard. hard. We going hard in the paint. <laughs> we going hard in the paint. Jordan in the fort. 
So on Sundays for Men, we understand that last week's episode was really heavy. This week's episode turned out heavy, I think. I, we're, we're trying to get but, back. But to at it. the same time, we have... We have to use our platforms responsibly. We do to address we do. We do. what's happening, and it would we do. We we would be doing a disservice if we didn't address You're right. You're right. those issues. You're right. You're exactly right. I this is my own idiosyncratic behavior. I want the podcast to be fun, and it is. Oh yeah, and it is, and it it will continue to be next week and over. So next week and moving forward for the next four weeks, Sundays for Men. Is going to be all about men's love. So we wanted to use our vulnerability this week mm-hmm. to segue into men's love. We are going to have four very awesome, real and raw episodes about men's love, about how we love, about what we can do better in love on four different aspects. So the first week is going to be on the aspect of cishet love. If you don't know what cishet means, go and look it up. <laughs> um, cishet love between men and women assigned at birth. So we are going to be talking about all about how we love women, how we, on a heterosexual level, how we love women, how we appreciate women, things that we can do better, how we can be more vulnerable, hint, hint, hush, hush, you know, that <laughs> word. how we can grow in our love for women, how we can do a better job, right? In terms of the women that we love, the women that we date, how we date, how we go steady. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing that back. Black men go steady too. How we date and interact. So that's going to be the first week. The second week is going to be men's love as it relates to the LGBTQIA plus community. I want to deep dive into all about how men love other men, men who are, are just, just the love, just the love and the, and the growth in that, Mm -hmm. in that community and in that department. I don't know much about it. I work in the LGBTQIA plus community. I try to do work. I am safe, safe space trained. I'm sorry. And I am working to be safe space certified, but I want to learn more. I am a, a person that thirsts for knowledge. And so I think that more straight men Mm -hmm. need to be well-versed on how non-straight men love each other. And I want to learn more about that. So that's going to be week two. Week three is going to be a man's love in between friends. Mm -hmm. So with everything that we touched on before in week one and week two and how we do it on a friendship level. And then week four is going to be how men love in a family level. So all three weeks jumbled up together and how we love in a family way, how we love our mothers, our fathers, sisters, brothers, cousins, everybody in between, Mm -hmm. right? On a family level. So again, week one will be cishet love between men and women. Week two will be men's love in the LGBTQIA plus community. Week three will be love in between friends. Who your friends? Who your man's man's? And then week four will be love between family. We love our families. Yes, and so sir. that is going to be the content over the next couple mm-hmm. weeks. Gio, how you feel about it? Listen, man, I told y'all. We cuck in. <laughs> we work in. Pass me the ball. Throw up the lob. I'm a dunk it. So this episode was going to be a little shorter. We didn't want to take up too much of your time, your guys' time this week. We did want to touch on the Temple University topic, and we did want to touch on mm-hmm. vulnerability and how we're feeling right now. Um, as men, we believe that having more conversations beneath the surface can really help with men's improvement, and that's what we feel at the Texas Podcast, and that's how yes, we feel sir. on Sundays for Men. So how you feel, Gio? We good? Listen, man, we good. To my protesters out there, y'all be safe. Please continue being safe, guys. Please be safe. Please, Cor- Corona please, still please. here. Please yeah, yes. It, it, yeah. Oh my gosh. Can <laughs> we like here. really? Yeah, guys. Bro, corona, I forgot about it. It's still happening. Yeah, yes. like, I know, 
I know things outside are, you know, what they are. But yeah. Like, corona also is outside. Mm-hmm. So please. Please be safe. Your masks. Everybody continue yes. washing your hands. Mm-hmm. And if you are protesting, please, please, please be safe. Videos are going around all around the country yeah. about how police are getting down with protesters, white, black, and everything in between. So we just really want mm-hmm. you guys to be safe. And, and we wish you all the best here yes, at the Catchers Podcast. So. I guess we'll talk to him on Tuesday. Yep, we will. All right, guys. Peace. Peace.